0: This podcast is brought to you by Modest Coffee, single origin coffee without the snobbery. Go to www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what coffees they're roasting today. Cheers!
1: Welcome to no bad reviews colon, a coffee podcast this is a podcast where three friends co-workers and coffee industry professionals get together try a coffee any coffee and commit to giving it no bad reviews because we know that deep down inside every coffee has a potential to be not bad and we're going to uncover each coffee's potential i'm jenny and i run all of the operations at a coffee company
0: that was really nice Jenny. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Thanks. You were like super professional.
1: Yeah. You know what? Today's professional day. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Didn't you guys get the memo? Oh, I don't read memos. You guys have to That's the first step to being professional <laughs> is read the memos. Sorry, Marco. Anyways. <laughs>
0: well, I'm your Marco. Your Marco.
1: You're Marco Polo.
0: Yep, Marco Polo wearing a tank top.
1: Oh, stamp
0: new hot pink
1: oh yeah. yeah baby i'm liking that marcus
0: these <laughs> guns are award-winning
2: oh yeah <laughs> uh i'm stephanie i've not gotten anything done today oh but you did go to the eye doctor I did go to the eye doctor uh if you're on the road you can rest assured that sometime soon i will be wearing glasses on the road and it will be safer out there for <laughs> all of us oh
1: thanks steph for protecting the
2: public yeah no problem yeah, finally you- and i'm also wearing a hot pink tank top just like everyone here, look at all our guns. We're, we, this is great. Oh, yeah.
0: This is a yeah. gun show. <laughs> Hell, yeah,
2: it is.
1: We are all sporting new merch. Mm, merch. Hell, yeah. Get so some. We uh, have some tank tops up on the website. Today, I also went a little merch crazy. <laughs> I added a sports bra. Ooh. Swim trunks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you live up north like we do, you better hurry up and get your swim trunk order in now so that you can get in a little bit more swimming. Mm -hmm. You got like another month or two, maybe.
2: Well, you've got like two weeks till the pools close. Yeah, that's true. Is it a
0: bikini?
1: Um, unfortunately, no, they're just swim trunks. But if you wanted to, you could get swim trunks in a sports bra and make your own bikini. Well, I figure that
0: the bikini is like the cousin to the banana hammock. And, you Mm -hmm. know, I maybe could have made that work.
1: Still no banana hammock for you, Marcus? Not Um, yet. hmm. They haven't added that as an option yet. Mm. Well, one day I'm still looking for you.
0: Yeah. You know.
1: So, yeah, we have new merch. Go and check it out. Uh, we'll put some pictures of ourselves up on Instagram modeling. Because <laughs> if you remember from a couple episodes ago, we're like babes, right? Didn't yeah. we decide that? Yeah. We're, like well, we're, the, hot, we're yeah. the NBR babes. We're the NBR babes. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, and this
0: hot pink is limited edition. Yeah. You only get it now. Oh. Like during this episode.
1: Exciting. <laughs> By the time you're done listening to this episode, I'm sorry, it'll no longer I'll be sold out. <laughs> yeah, it'll be we'll have already taken it off. Yeah. No matter what point in time you're listening to it. <laughs> but you can pause it or maybe just or tell don't... a
0: friend. It's like Coco. As long as somebody remembers it, it'll still be alive.
1: <laughs> Aww. Love yeah. that movie. There you go. Um, so, anyways, yeah, go ahead, check out our new merch. It's on our store tab at nobadreviewspodcast.com. We also, I guess, if we're in the money merch, bacon, time. What's
0: we well, the can... professional episode? I think the entire episode we can just be slanging shit. Okay. <laughs>
1: sure okay great perfect well that's what i'm here for um you can go to patreon.com slash no bad reviews pod if you want to support our very professional journalism and if you subscribe to our patreon you will get bonus episodes called love it or leave it where we try lots of different products but they're all somehow related to coffee or the episode and we give you our unfiltered review so that's where you get like the real deal opinions we still try to be nice about it though. Um, mm-hmm. You also will get your name up on our website. Like we're saying something nice about you. Aww. Or at so least like, not bad. Like Jen, <laughs> our very first Patreon subscriber. Oh. We got to say, Jen, you're number one with mm-hmm. a little heart emoji. Aww. Or Kathy, you are the best. So if you subscribe on our Patreon, we'll say something nice about you too you can also if you don't want us to say anything nice about you and we just you just want us to take your money that's fine go to (laughs) buymeacoffee.com slash no bad reviews pod um
0: you don't even realize like how helpful your future donation is going to be towards keeping more content and more coffee in our bellies
1: yeah that's true yeah I don't think I really have many clarifications. The only thing I wanted to say was that um, Dan, big fan of our show, Mm -hmm. he said that pretty much anything that was from the 19th century is public domain. Oh, great. Um, But if you guys remember from watching movies, whenever it's like a birthday, they're not necessarily singing happy birthday to you, but they'll sing for he's a jolly good fellow. Oh. And that's what a lot of movies would do is to substitute that song when um, Warner – was trying to improperly lay claim to happy birthday they would just substitute that song so i thought that was kind of a fun fact yeah i kind of like that song
2: better actually
1: i guess you could sing that to like a three-year-old
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) any other
1: clarifications
2: do we want to talk about the fact that we got our first bad review because i'll talk about it oh sure oh yeah. yeah 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 audrey Audrey.
1: Oh, Steph's going to like throw names out there. Yeah, that's
2: right. You have something to say?
1: She comes out swinging. (laughs) And it wasn't even like a no bad review. It was like a straight up bad review. Steph is...
0: Of you in particular. That's right. Steph
1: in
2: particular. Well, all of us are using filthy language, (laughs) which is unnecessary apparently. Filthy. You know what? I think in our birthday episode, we did use that F word a lot. And usually when we use the F word, we're saying fucking adaptogens or whatever it's like an adjective uh-huh. yeah but during the birthday episode marcus especially was talking about zeus fucking everyone oh
1: yeah marcus did yep really mm-hmm.
2: obscene very obscene listen marcus
1: we don't need that filthy language on this podcast <laughs> If you can't handle the truth
0: like maybe you shouldn't listen
2: maybe you should just change your language for audrey <laughs> Oh, and also I'm going to have to stop laughing because (laughs) Audrey uh, doesn't really, wait, what were her exact words? She doesn't appreciate my laugh. (laughs) (sighs) Sorry, Audrey. I'll try not to find the humor in anything. How am I doing so far?
1: (laughs) Steph, I have noticed that you've been really
2: holding it in this episode so (laughs) far. (laughs) are you letting Audrey get to you I just feel like maybe I maybe I should find less joy maybe maybe that's the answer Yes, that's right. So I'll try really hard this episode, Audrey, for you. Keep listening. It would be great Do you think Audrey listens very often? I think Audrey listened once because her son forced her to because (laughs) he was driving her somewhere in the car. But I'm taking it out on Audrey anyway. She's going to write a bad review next. (laughs) She's forgotten we exist already. It's fine.
0: She's waking up in the middle of the night thinking of your your laugh.
2: (laughs) Hearing my laugh in her nightmares. (laughs) God's (laughs) fucking... (laughs) that's actually
1: exactly how it happened she heard god's fucking and then you're cackling
2: (laughs) well if anyone else has anything they want to say about anything i mean just feel free we're happy to hear all of your criticism oh guess
1: what if you have a bad review go ahead and leave it for us because we might read it here
2: yeah on, on the air i mean it's kind of enjoyable to read the bad reviews. Mm, no. I Go mean, ahead and send them. Look. We'll
0: just send them. Don't put them on uh, iTunes. Oh, yeah. Maybe we just definitely want right. yeah. yeah.
1: only good reviews on your favorite podcasting <laughs> app. Right. And only good reviews when you tell your friends. But if you want to come to like our social media page or something or send us a private message... At no bad reviews Pod, that's our social medias, please send all bad reviews there. Or you can send us a, an email at hello at no bad reviews. Podcast. If you want
0: to fast track it, too, um, buy us a cup of coffee and put it in the comments section. Oh, mm. there you go. That's a good idea. Yeah. I
1: was actually worried about getting a bad review. <laughs> and now that we've gotten one, I was like, that was kind of fun. <laughs> well, I guess I could let everybody know what our episode today is. We are going to try Chock
2: Full O' Nuts. I'm excited about this. This is like a really old company, I'm presuming. So I hope there's a hundred years of interesting history. No, I gotta say it's that it's only like twelve years old. Chockful full of nuts. I'm <laughs> just like, kidding. Was
0: my go-to company.
1: Are you sure? Right. Like,
0: yeah. So I, when I what? when I upgraded from Folgers, I went to Chockful Full of Nuts in my very very early like twenties. Astonished. When I moved out. Yeah.
1: How did you come to choose Chockful Full of Nuts?
0: I didn't want. A traditional brand like Maxwell House or Hills Brothers or Folgers. And then I saw Chalk Full of Nuts and I was like, that's a cool name for a coffee. (laughs) And so that was it. I just bought it just on that. And then I remember drinking it and thinking it was was all right. It felt like an adult.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How many nuts... Are in the average tin of chock full of nuts.
1: You know, it's funny. They actually have no nuts at all um, in any of the tins. And at one point in time, they actually had to... People are so confused by it that they had (laughs) to put on the can contains no nuts. It's like a piece of advertising. But I am looking at the can right now, and I don't see anything that says... Oh, I guess it says ingredients 100% pure coffee. But um, knowing what I know about people... There are probably a good 25% of people who look at this can and are like, nuts? <laughs> what are nuts doing in coffee? I I have my a... son has
0: a nut allergy. <laughs> I'm I can't, I'm I sorry, can't bring we, that into my house. We can't
1: have that. Yeah. <laughs> so Chock Full of Nuts was started by a guy named William Black way back in New York City. This coffee, huge in New York City. Oh. huger than Manhattan Special. But it is also just as iconic. Wow. So... This company eventually had like 80 locations, coffee shops, throughout the city of New York. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They were like the Starbucks of their era. Wow. I found it pretty astonishing that I had never heard of it. Looked at this can at the store and was like, that's a funny name. I'm Mm going to buy that coffee. I'm sure it's terrible.
2: (laughs) Questionable.
1: had, Had no idea that that it had any sort of
2: history to it. What era was it that there were so many chock full of nuts coffee shops in New York? It started in 1926. This guy, William- Roaring ba- 20s, the baby. The Roaring 20s, exactly. So this
1: guy, William Black, he um, had a really hard time getting a job. I guess his dad died when he was pretty, like late teens, early uh. 20s. So he went to school for engineering because he wanted to try to support his family. Yeah. And they were a Jewish immigrant family from Lithuania. I guess there's like a debate of whether he was born in Lithuania or not. He told people he was born in Brooklyn. His daughter says he was born in Lithuania. Okay. There's also this very strange discrepancy about the year he was born. He says he was born in 1904. I saw on his Wikipedia page that he was born in the 1880s. Oh.
2: That's that's like 20
1: years prior. Yeah.
2: A big discrepancy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He started chock full of nuts after he completed engineering school and couldn't find a job in 1920. 6 I'm guessing he was probably closer to the birth year of 1904. Mm-hmm. His name originally was William Schwartz. Jewish family, couldn't find a job as an engineer because there was a lot of prejudice against Jewish people in the 20s. So what he started doing was he just went out on Broadway by the theaters in the theater district and just started selling nuts on the street. Eventually, he got himself a little... I guess it was like a little little nut cart. Like a he started out with a (laughs) nut cart, but then he had like a little storefront underneath some stairs. Just a with two hundred and fifty dollar investment, which is oh wow, it's only still about four thousand dollars. Okay. In his little storefront, he was roasting peanuts, and a peanut roaster, a nut roaster, actually looks a lot like a coffee roaster. So first year, he earned twenty thousand dollars. If you can believe this, that's the equivalent of over three hundred thousand dollars.
2: Whoa! Just
1: selling to theater goers heading into Broadway shows. Wow!
0: Yeah, so much money. Okay, I
2: know. W- I'm picturing people buying these bags of nuts that I assume are still in the shell. The no, so okay. he would shell. The- they okay. were shelled.
1: Okay. And so this this was like a premium luxury peanut.
2: <laughs> um shelled for your convenience. Yeah,
1: I guess so. That's probably what made I'm thinking he's like kind of an OG artisan craft foods guy mm. almost. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it took just to impress shove these people.
0: nuts in your mouth.
1: Yeah. In the 20s, I don't know, there maybe wasn't a lot of competition or maybe just the convenience of having your nuts shelled was
2: Um, an attractive business model. I mean, you can't eat them in the theater if you've got to crack them open. And what are you going to do with this?
1: Yeah, exactly. So he ended up expanding his business pretty quickly to 18 locations throughout New York, throughout Manhattan, I believe. But then the depression hit. Mm. And paying a premium for shelled nuts was not something that people were wanting to spend their money on, especially people who are, like, starving. So he, looking at the peanut roaster... Very much exactly the same, almost, as a coffee roaster. Like, I looked Uh. at pictures of it, and I'll show you guys later, um, or I'll post them on our Instagram. Looks exactly like a tiny little coffee roaster. And so he was like, "Uh, I'm just going to throw some coffee beans in here. So he just kind of started roasting coffee. And I guess back in the Depression – um, a lot of times, people would drink coffee as an appetite suppressant, mm. which is kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it was really popular, I guess, because it was a really inexpensive way to tamp down your hunger.
0: Tamp down your hunger, get some energy. I could see that. Yeah. And then make it, and then also too, it's, it's like coffee. As far as I can tell, has always been one of those things that people, in, in tough times, like you will like ship your mother. In law out before you give yeah. up your coffee, <laughs> you know. it's yeah. like you just don't give that up.
1: Yeah, it's
2: session proof.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it. Hit, so he decided to change all of his eighteen locations to like a counter service where he would sell a cup of coffee, and he started selling these nutted cheese sandwiches. He would sell the cup of coffee for five cents and he would sell a sandwich for five cents that's Whoa. the equivalent of 77 cents today so for like a buck 50 buck 60 you could get a sandwich in a coffee
2: are you mm. gonna explain well, the sandwich yes
1: i'm gonna have to explain the sandwich <laughs> so the very very original nutted sandwich it is actually just whole wheat raisin bread and it had a cream cheese mixed with walnut like spread on the inside okay. Oh, i like that yeah i'm that digging sounds it now. really good yeah, yeah. but not were sort of like kind of a throwback to his old business model mm-hmm. but if you're starving
2: mm-hmm. you can
1: somehow scrounge up a dollar sixty or whatever And you can go and get yourself a sandwich that has whole wheat, fiber, it has raisins, so you have a little bit of fruit in there. You have cream cheese, so there you have some protein and some calcium, and then you've got the nuts, which is some healthy fats and some more protein yeah So you can imagine that this sandwich was probably really filling and for him it didn't really cost that much money to make so they became instant hit instant depression hit like his restaurants took off like crazy a couple of years later added another sandwich they now call it the chalk classic it is a <laughs> date nut bread Ooh. with a layer of cream cheese in the middle so the nuts are now in the bread mixed with dates cream cheese layer on the middle
0: ah so the bread and the cream cheese and the sandwiches were chock full of nuts
1: (laughs) yes they
2: were i love these sandwiches Uh they sound
1: really good well so i decided for lever to leave it that we would try one of these sandwiches i decided to make a date nut loaf of bread wait did you bake bread i did oh my god that was this morning i guess if you're from new york or you're older new yorker that is like a legit classic. Huh. Classic. Um, so I was like, we're going to have to try that one. And there's so many articles written about it. And so many people have this loving nostalgia for this sandwich. So I decided we would try that for live it or leave it.
2: This is so cool. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to try it. Yeah. I'm a little bit about trying it. it felt like <laughs> of course
1: a, you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I'm a little, eh, but I'll try it. <laughs> So his whole thing was, yeah, he wanted to get people in and get people out. So he had really high turnover. He actually banned cigarette machines from his restaurants because he didn't want people lingering smoking (laughs) cigarettes. He Um, was like, get in, GTFO, because mm -hmm. I got to sell some sandwiches here.
0: Don't hang on here. This is not a space for you to hang out. It was not. (laughs) It was not. (laughs) Go.
1: He was like, get out. He was... Obsessive about cleanliness, hmm. so this was good, I think, because a lot of customers were like, "Okay, this guy takes it very seriously." But he, I think, it kind of like took it to another level. Like nobody was allowed to touch any food item in the restaurant. All the food had to be prepared with tongs. Oh God! Which while I was making this bread today, I was like, "How the fuck do you chop dates and like chop walnuts?" without ever touching them. Oh, man. And then how do you assemble a sandwich? They even took it to the level where like hair nuts, hand washing, even the dishes were washed. There was no With back tongs? kitchen. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Everything was washed on the floor. There was no back room. Oh, wow. Yeah, to any of these places. I guess like his daughter later said that his he grew up in extreme poverty. And so she thinks that that kind of gave him a complex about cleanliness. Mm -hmm.
2: He would have loved the plastic gloves that exist today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't imagine tongs for everything. I
1: know. He's actually considered to be one of the most successful business stories though in US history, Um, meeting people with what they needed at the time that they needed it the most. His businesses weren't particularly profitable, but they were giving people what they needed. So I think he really kind of had like a soft spot for people. I don't think he had a very easy time growing up. And so I think he just really wanted to I mean, obviously, he's a businessman. He's trying to make money. But I think he was also trying to help people out. By 1955, chock full Nuts was the most popular and biggest selling coffee brand in New York City. It was the Starbucks. Of New York City. That
2: is so cool.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. They had 80 locations, 1955. Wow. They ended up expanding their menu
2: a bit to include like hot dogs and pea soup. I'm curious about the pea soup, which is generally made with... If you're making it from scratch, it's made with ham. Yeah, ham, ham bone. bone. No. Okay. Right. So I'm curious if the Jewish business owner was using ham in his soup recipe. Do Jewish people eat ham? No. No. Mm. I mean
1: you know yeah maybe not i would have to say probably not then
0: that's not kosher. that would be my guess yeah
1: maybe through like a like a cow bone in there instead yeah, like beef mm. shank yeah. yeah why not why I not yeah or some chicken bones i don't yeah. know don't yeah. let me tell you how to make your soup yeah. Jewish pea soup. Yeah, yum, there you yum. go.
2: Well, <laughs>
0: matzo ball sitting floating on top.
1: <laughs> Could you imagine? No, I don't <laughs>
0: like that combo. Hard pass. Yeah, the gravy. whole thing's weird. It's called uh, pea gravy. Uh, uh.
1: Huh. <laughs> oh, man. My mom made split pea soup like twice in my life, and it was literally the worst thing I ever had to consume. It's so gross. I'm
2: not. I really like soup generally, it is the one soup. The want like, give me beet soup. I'm cool with that. Carrot soup. Put any other vegetable in a soup. I'm fine.
1: This guy also is a bit of a real estate genius. On most of his locations, he signed 40 year plus leases. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to lock down this Times Square location for the next 50 years. Dang. Yeah. So, like, he had primo real estate locations.
2: So, wait, were they around through, like, the 90s then?
1: yes-ish by the 1970s the wholesale side of the business they had started selling their coffee in the cans um they ground it but they still decided to keep it super simple they just one grind they called it like one grind for everything so you didn't whatever your brew method was this grind's going to be good for it and only one roast they weren't going to be doing none of that fancy shit and actually if you go on their website now it's it's kinda of, it's actually a little bit obnoxious, but they're like, We don't do any of that fancy shit that other coffee roasters <laughs> do, blah blah blah. This has worked for ninety eight years. Why would we change it? Exactly. By the 1970s, the wholesale side of the coffee business was doing a lot better than the restaurants. And so Chuck Full of Nuts started shutting down each restaurant as their leases came up. Uh. Um, in general, the lunch counter service wasn't really a thing. Um, but you have to figure by like 1974, this guy was 70 years old or 90 or 90 depending. <laughs> and so it's kind of like at that point in time are you really going to be like let's reinvent our brand? Yeah. No, by that point you realize your time is coming. you mm-hmm. You're 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 closing out this life. Are you going to go start a whole new project? It's probably like fuck that, whatever. Just I don't understand these the kids go. these days. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, so um, he ended up dying 1983. That year still Huge fucking brand though. 1983, their sales were $115 million. Wow. That's with like their restaurants shutting down. Yeah. Yeah. So- Wholesale coffee business was that big? Wow! Huge. Shit. And that's in like 1982 money or 83 money. Yeah. So I didn't even do the math on that. There
2: just weren't as many brands, huh? Uh uh. I don't think so. Especially
0: national brands selling to grocery stores across the country.
1: But yeah, they were they were one of the first ones. They still had like 25 restaurants that were bringing in money, I guess. But 80% of their money was coming from the wholesale side no one in his family wanted anything to do with his business oh yeah man. Mm-hmm. so it ended up uh his physician leon porty was on the board of directors already and so he ended up taking over i guess it was a big dramatic thing there was like the new york times even wrote an article about like the all-out verbal brawl oh about him continuing on as like the head of the company some other chair members were like no you shouldn't be and he was like why shouldn't i be and that's a whole other story in and of itself (laughs) eventually they sold the remaining uh 17 locations in 1988 to a company called reese brothers they're just kind of like a franchise restaurant owning company Uh they had like 300 franchises they just kind of bought it up for the name or whatever um, eventually, they continued the closing down of all of the lunch counters. Oh. 1992, the final one, lease ran out. That one shut down. So it was kind of a real end of an era. 1999, Chock Full of Nuts was sold to Sara Lee. Okay. Of Sara Lee. Uh, nobody does it like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then 2005, they sold it to some giant Italian beverage company called Massimo Zanetti beverage
0: does that have to do with the clothing company none okay
1: none Mm. i tried really hard to find some information out on this company and i'm like oh the italian company this big there's sure to be some dirt but i didn't go to italian google so i didn't actually find out anything american google was like we got nothing Mm. so 2010 massimo zanetti decided to kind of bring it back a little bit they have some like little more like a Dunkin' type concept where you can go in and get a coffee and a donut. Okay. And actually, so I asked my uh, neighbor this morning about because I know they our neighbors used to live hi, Kyle. <laughs> In
2: New York City. In, uh, yeah,
1: New York City. So I was like, hey, Kyle, have you ever heard of Chock Full of Nuts? And he's like, oh, yeah, of course. He was like, you know, it was pretty good. Better than the the beverage cart coffee because I guess they'd have carts out. He's like, you know, those just had like restaurant-ish, standard restaurant issue coffee. But he's like, yeah, Chock Full of Nuts. It was a pretty decent cup of coffee. But as soon as he said donut, I knew like what time frame right. he was talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah, he was from the, the coffee and donuts period where they're just not really trying to compete with Dunkin', but they were like, this
2: is what, you know. This is what people one. People right. Are, yeah,
0: we're gonna just give them what they want.
2: So no review of the pea soup from <laughs> Kyle. Yeah, <No>. like <laughs> Kyle
0: would be a pea, like a shoe in for some pea soup.
1: He did tell me about a really fun. I can't remember what, what the name of it was, but it's like hot dogs and papaya juice. Oh, there's yeah. some com- restaurant chain in New York where you can get like two hot dogs and a papaya juice. Did he say papaya? Now I'm like wondering. A fruit juice, a, a tropical fruit juice for like two bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah, he said it's like the, the food of all the poor people. Hmm. And if you go into one of those restaurants, they have like a 30-foot grill and like a dozen people just turning over hot dogs. Oh, my God. So he was really excited about that. But that kind of made me think that like, that's kind of like, like a new version of Chock Full of Nuts. Yeah. They're... You know, you think you're going in, you're getting a hot dog, you're getting your bun, you're probably getting some maybe veggie toppings on top and then you get a fruit juice, like a fresh squeezed tropical fruit juice to go with it. Oh wow. Oh,
0: I've heard of this place. Um Costco.
2: <laughs> $1.50 for a pop and a hot and dog? A, and a hot dog? What are the official hot dog toppings in New
1: York? Mm, that's a good question. I have no idea.
0: I'm going to vote. I'm going to say sauerkraut.
1: No. I'm going to say tomatoes. Mustard? I don't know if they're in it. No, I bet they are not into mustard in New York. I bet a New York dog does not have mustard. I bet you, but it's ketchup,
2: pickles, tomatoes.
0: No, pickles, no. Sauerkraut, mustard. All right,
2: I'm going to Google this right my now. I, right. I, my mind went to sauerkraut. So I can list all seven toppings on a Chicago style Do hot it, dog while right you're now. waiting. Do yeah. it. Mustard, onion, hot pepper, celery, salt, tomato, pickle.
0: Fuck. Relish.
2: Oh. I'm actually
1: gonna correct you too and say sport pepper
2: instead mm. of hot pepper.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, a wow. That's a, You can slide that in.
1: <laughs> wow, you guys are right. Okay, a New York dog topped with sauerkraut, onion sauce, and spicy brown mustard.
2: That's what's up. That's what's onion up. Sauce onion sauce. Onion Spicy brown mustard. Sauce. I bet I
1: it. I bet it's actually probably not. Is it really a sauce, or is it maybe more like an onion relish that they're calling
2: a sauce? Mm. Oh, yeah. That like would be my purified, guess.
0: purified, pureed yeah, onion. Yeah, that's
2: probably what I would guess. Pureed, like, like uh, browned. browned onion. Yeah, yeah that sounds, mm. I am into it. Yeah, I'd do that. Let's yeah, go. It Let's sounds go good. get a papaya juice and a hot dog. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. All right. Okay, so you guys will be back.
0: $400 in gas.
2: We'll be back in a few days.
1: We're hitting New York City. New York, we're coming for you. Actually, by the time this airs, wow, what a great time we had in New York City. Yeah. Those hot dogs were fire.
0: No bad reviews.
1: Thanks, Kyle, for the recommendation. Why is there
0: shit everywhere in the streets?
1: I hear it is a real problem. They're garbage. They were now saying, like, you can only put your garbage out overnight because... Rats go to sleep, and they won't go in your garbage. Rats go to
2: sleep at <laughs> <they>? night, though? <laughs> do they sleep at night? I thought they're they were very nocturnal. S- very
1: sleepy little animals. Mm. I don't know. It had something to do with the rats, but I don't know if it's actually because they slept. It's
0: because <laughs> the cats are nocturnal, and that's when they're awake.
1: <laughs> they're like, those cats will go get them them rat bitches. Anyways. Um, so anyways, I just, I guess I just want to talk a little bit about William Black. So there's Chock Full of Nuts. That's the company. William Black was actually... A really interesting fellow. So yeah, you say
0: he was a jolly good fellow?
1: Yes. <laughs> good callback, Marcus. He was super progressive. Okay. In a way that nobody was progressive at the time. Uh, he was married three times. He had oh. three daughters. His first wife, he had two daughters. His second wife, he had one. His third wife became kind of a bit of the face of the company right along with him. She was in commercials and she sang his jingle. I guess she was like a burlesque dancer or
2: something.
1: Oh, yes. that's a third marriage for you. Yes. Uh-huh, you get right? it right the third time.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think she was quite a considerable amount younger than him as well. Um, she died in like the late... 90s And I think she was only, like, 80. So, yeah, she was probably at least, like, 20 years younger than him. I saw a picture. She looked significantly younger than him. <laughs> so, when she died, I guess he left all of his money to his third wife and none to his daughters. <gasps> oh, I don't like that. I don't like no. that either. Yeah. So, that's, that's kind of a... Yeah, I hate to see that kind of happen, especially when he had millions of dollars of fortune. So, anyways, like I said... Um, he had a tough time finding a job. Some sources say because he was Jewish. Some say because he was an immigrant. He did not actually change his name from Schwartz to Black until the 1940s. So they probably took one look at his last name and were like, no job for you, asshole.
2: Why would he change it that late? I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he was already like a successful businessman at that point. Why would you change your name? That's so weird. I know. Maybe and you're it in was New like, New York? A, um, like Right.
0: A, like a coffee throwback where he's like, <laughs> just call me black (sighs)
1: yeah that's william black yeah anyway so he he was described a bit as an of an eccentric Mm -hmm. um he was extremely strict with the way he ran his businesses he was like this is how it's gonna go and you're gonna do it the way i'm gonna say you're gonna do it and i don't want to hear you say anything back Mm. i guess people who were a bit more free thinking had a really hard time with that so (laughs) he tolerated no dissent Uh, He was known to be extremely impulsive. He would sleep till noon, but then pop in at restaurants to do inspections at midnight. I guess (laughs) these restaurants were open late. He was also a really big philanthropist. He, He had a, like somebody who he worked with died, like a longtime friend and coworker. So died of Parkinson's. So Mm. he founded the Parkinson's foundation in 1957 and his third wife actually was head of that up through her death in the 1990s. So it was really going for, I think it might still be going, Mm. um, he also donated $5 million in 1960 to the a new medical research building at Columbia University. Most of his donations were into med- the medical field. Um, I guess that was the largest donation they had ever gotten to date from a live... From a live donor. I mean, wow. $5 million in the 60s, mm-hmm. that's a that's lot. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Right. He, he was like a big believer in giving money while he was still alive because he wanted to see where the money went and how the money was being used and the impact that it had. Oh. Yeah, it was really cool. He gave away a ton of money, probably one of his biggest legacies. He was a pioneer of civil rights and a pioneer ally to black Americans from the beginning. And also for workers' benefits. Mm. Um, 80% of his workforce was black Americans, which was unheard of at the time. And he was so controversial in hiring so many black people that people used to protest and picket that saying that he was um, a reverse racist and that he was racist against white people because he hired so many black people. Huh? Yeah. Um, I think he just, he grew up poor. He grew up discriminated against. I think he had a soft spot for people who had a tough time in life. He was like, fuck all those haters. You guys need jobs? I'm going to give you jobs. He ended up banning tipping from his restaurants because he felt it developed a system of inequity.
2: Oh, yeah. it was an inequity towards the workers, uh-huh. not towards the customers. Right. It was
1: an inequity towards the workers. Interesting. And also he didn't think that people should have to rely on tips. Uh, so i presume he paid well okay listen to the ways he paid so he paid everybody higher wages than anywhere else a living wage he also gave them a million fucking benefits especially unheard of for the restaurant industry then and now yeah okay here are all the benefits that he gave with no cost to an employee okay so no cost health insurance medical care no cost hospitalization coverage life insurance Half a salary for life after they retired at
2: 65. A pension.
1: Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Of half their salary for the rest of their life. They didn't even have to pay into it. He allowed his workers to buy shares of the company at a discounted rate. He gave everyone their birthday off with pay. I love that. Mm -hmm. He also gave people interest-free loans from the
2: company for whatever. I don't know. This guy is like amazing. This is, you know... It's always been fucking possible to do business right. This Mm -hmm. is a little infuriating. I mean, I love him. This is amazing. Yeah. But like Jesus fucking Christ. I know. He was setting this example a hundred fucking years ago. Yeah. And doing it by charging
1: depression prices for food. (sighs) Oh, my God. And coffee. Yeah. And he also let all of his employees have free meals at work and take a reasonable amount of food home. Oh my for god. For free. For this free. This guy guy's
2: amazing. For real?
1: He's like, Oh, take dinner wow. home to your family. Yeah. So this guy Well, what are you gonna
0: do with all this pea soup?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was pea soup that he was sending yeah, home? Yeah. I'm Less sure impressive. the kids are like, Oh great. <laughs> I know. More pea
0: soup and hot dogs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, no this is awesome though this yeah. is really cool and the fact that he's doing this
1: for black employees who are so discriminated against so not only was he giving them jobs he was like giving them the major hookup on their jobs as right. well it this was like is literally the best he even won an award from the NAACP for yeah, his leadership
2: that's awesome
1: Yeah, take this one too so he as a white man Did not feel like he would be the best liaison to all of his black employees. So he hired Jackie Robinson.
0: (laughs) What? (laughs) The baseball player? The baseball
1: player to be the vice president of the company of personnel. And he was
2: the one who managed all of the employees. This was not a position that was just sort of like a title without responsibilities. Right. Right. That's what I was imagining. This is like he retired from baseball. Uh huh. That's exactly what happened. So when it was his time, you know, every baseball
1: player has to retire. So a lot of times baseball players would go into, like, sponsorship gigs or, you know, spokesmen for this, that, or the other. Jackie Robinson was like, I mean, he had a pretty tumultuous career. Mm -hmm. It was not easy for him being the first black player in the all-white Major League Baseball. And a lot of people were not cool with this integration. Mm -hmm. And so um, he was just, like, kind of ready to retire. But he was still like he still cared about civil rights and the civil rights movement, and so he felt that this would be for him working for Chock Full of Nuts was like a really great way for her, him to continue his activism in a quieter way. This is
2: fascinating. Yeah. So fascinating. <laughs>
1: (laughs) I mean, it's just really amazing. And it's like William Black didn't just hire him to be like a token of the company either, which I find really amazing. He fully supported Jackie Robinson in his activism. I guess like the NAACP wanted Jackie Robinson to talk at a conference that they had. And so Jackie Robinson went to William Black and was like, hey, do you mind if I do this? Because, you know, it's like, I guess he ran a lot I'm of representing things. Representing your company. Exactly. Yeah. And William Black not only was fully in support of Jackie Robinson being a keynote speaker at this, he also donated $10,000 to the NAACP in support of this. Aw. Fucking amazing.
2: What a great guy. I'm loving this story. Yeah. I know.
1: It was, it's like really cool and really sweet the way um, he supported him. Yeah. Anytime Jackie Robinson was like, hey, do you mind if I like go like write this article or do you mind if I go do this public I'm sure he was
0: traumatized by working in the major league, you know, where they're like, you don't fucking say a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Keep your mouth shut and you play ball.
1: Yeah. He only ended up working with Chock Full of Nuts for about seven years. So this is actually what kind of led to his downfall at the company Chock Full of Nuts. So. He started working at this company. He kind of wanted to maintain a low profile, do his thing. But I guess he was still, like, a little bit poli- somewhat politically active. And he had supported Richard Nixon in his huh. bid for president. I guess he ended up regretting that down the road. <laughs> yeah, kind of backfired. Yeah. So I, I think he ended up not really fully supporting him in the long run. But at the time, he, like, sent him a congratulatory gift of coffee. Mm-hmm. I guess Robert Kennedy got wind of this and was, like, not (laughs) happy about it. And so he started uh, publicly saying that the only reason why Jackie Robinson even had a job at Chock Full of Nuts was to be a union buster and to, like, keep the black workers at bay and keep them placated so that they wouldn't want to start a union against Chock Full of Nuts, Hmm. which to me I think was probably unsubstantiated because I think even if they were unionized, there's no way they could have negotiate the kind of deal that the employees already had. Mm -hmm. But it became like kind of a big political Hmm. shitstorm and very public. Uh Like other black activists, like more radical black activists were now against Jackie Robinson he Aww. had Malcolm X coming after him and so like this low profile that he tried to maintain
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind of ended mm. up uh, kind of backfiring on him
2: that's unfortunate it's, it's
1: really unfortunate so he ended up Quitting Chock Full of Nuts and went to work for Nelson Rockefeller, who is another political guy. He ended up being like vice president, I think, under Gerald Ford after Gerald Ford took over for Nixon. Okay. So I guess he was a Republican, but he was kind of a progressive Republican. He was like a 1970s Republican (laughs) before the whole like Republican Party went to shit,
2: as I understand it. Mm. Wow. That's a crazy story. Kennedy's and Nixon and.
1: It all kind of comes around. I mean, I was wow. like, everybody is so connected. And in fact, it's so funny. Like Nelson Rockefeller also has another connection back to Chock full of Nuts. They had a jingle, which was super fucking iconic as well. Everything about this company is iconic. Chockful of Nuts is that heavenly coffee. Heavenly coffee, heavenly coffee. Chockful of Nuts is that heavenly coffee. Better coffee, Rockefeller's money can't buy. <laughs> and then Nelson Rockefeller was like, sued, chock full of nuts. <laughs> I
2: could buy better coffee. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, fuck you, man.
2: Defamation. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> you know how much money I got? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I guess like... Rockefeller had some sort of coffee interest in South America. And so it was like an infringement mm. of some sort. But yeah, so this uh, jingle, if you're somebody who's, you know, over 40 in New York. (laughs) Chocolate (laughs) nuts (laughs) is
2: that heavenly coffee. Heavenly coffee. Heavenly coffee. Chocolate nuts is that heavenly
1: coffee. Better coffee, a millionaire. Money.
2: Bye. Oh, a millionaire's money. That's after they had to change it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so they had to change it. It sounds funny. like
0: it was played at a ball ball game or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: I'll tell you,
1: that song has been stuck in my head for the past no, 24 hours since no. I heard it the first time. So good luck with that,
2: guys. Passing that on to all of our listeners and you. I, it's funny how slow jingles
1: were yeah i know this was like the jingle it was sang by his third wife and oh, that was oh, his yeah. third wife mm-hmm. that was his third wife singing um it leaves, lives deep deep in the hearts of old-time new yorkers <laughs> this last line i'm trying to understand the grammar of it better coffee a millionaire's money can't buy Like, is that saying a better – there isn't a better coffee than a million – it's just the way it's worded is kind of weird. That's how they used to talk, though, back in the day, right? Like the 1940s. They had a little Yoda Uh,
0: thing going on. A better coffee. Uh, Yeah. Money
1: can't buy. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh i think that chocolate full of nuts has a new spokesperson <laughs> that could
0: that could be a good fit
1: before we do the olfactory reveal the movie the bucket list do you guys remember that movie i have with not morgan seen that freeman movie. oh yeah Jack I
0: Nicholson. Movie. yeah because they drank kopi luwak coffee in that movie
1: yes they were like totally into that i do remember it's just like two cute little old men like checking off their bucket list um morgan freeman's character he's like when i die I want my ashes to be put in a chock full of nuts can. <laughs> and I guess it was a running theme throughout the whole movie. And then like the very last scene, spoiler alert, uh, Morgan Freeman is in his can of chock full of nuts. And I don't remember who this character is. I just watched a clip of it on YouTube. Comes and puts Jack Nicholson's can of himself in his chock full of nuts can. And they're like interred together Aww. for eternity. Aww. Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman. <laughs> He's very cute.
2: Now, that makes me wonder. I read somewhere. I don't mean to. No, um, go ahead. Please. Okay. A are fact. you going to fact check me? I, well, I was going to fact add you. Add a fact. Um, the can is like stainless steel. Okay. Still,
0: I saw that on the can. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So it makes me wonder what else is being done with these chock full of nuts cans. Like, you know how those cookie tins are always for sewing and buttons and things mm, like that. Yeah. So like what was like the traditional thing that people kept in their um used up chocolate nuts can? I think it's my like-
0: grandpa would actually put nuts, like nuts and bolts.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Aside from dead people? Right. (laughs) Right, aside from dead people. That's
1: a good question. I wonder if we have... Well, I do definitely know that we have some Boston listeners. I don't know if people in Boston know anything about New York City. I'm not going to assume that they do. I feel like you
2: just started a big fight. (laughs) I guess... I think they're sworn enemies, aren't they? Are they? I think so. Really? (laughs) Really? i don't know are mm. we are we at war
1: with anybody in chicago milwaukee no we don't give a shit about them <laughs> yeah we're not at war with anyone it's just
0: the suburbs like <gasps> chicago, chicago versus, versus everybody else in <laughs> yeah.
1: well i'm sorry maybe then boston doesn't know anything about new york chock full of nuts I don't know if we have anyone who listens to New York. We've got New York
2: listeners. We
1: must. Well, we'll see if any of them are extroverted enough to write in and tell us. I what say your- we must because we have
2: <laughs> 72 listeners. One of those yeah. must be. I
1: don't right. you
2: know what
1: I'm thinking. Um. Anyways, that's a good question. What do the people store in their truck full of nuts tins? Yeah. That's a good question. Are,
0: it's like... What could you put in a jar,
1: <laughs> listeners? Tell us what you think could
0: go in your chocolate nuts can, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll pick the best one and read it on air. Well, shall we brew some coffee?
1: I was yeah. just going to say that my mom used to put bacon fat in metal tins like this
0: huh. when
1: I was a kid. Cool. And then they had like a lid on them.
0: Fat.
2: Yeah. Not kosher.
0: Not kosher. Mm-hmm. 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 Shall we brew some coffee?
2: Yes, please. Hell yeah. Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> heavenly coffee, heavenly coffee. Nuts a coffee. Better coffee a Money can't buy.
1: I love the little like air like the vent on the top of the metal oh. seals. I don't know why. So I it's not do. gonna
2: make the poof sound?
1: Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. Probably not, but maybe.
0: Mm. No,
2: nothing. It's not Vented. like the um. What is the what was the other one that came in the can? Stewart's Folgers. Oh no, it was uh, Cafe du Monde. Yes, but
1: that one had you had to open that with a can opener. Oh, remember? that's right. Yeah, that was crazy. Mm. Yeah, that was nuts. Anyways, chocolate full, full of, of nuts. It doesn't smell <laughs> that bad.
0: No, I don't remember it being bad. I
1: remember it being good. I mean, it definitely looks like a dark roast, but despite saying that it's a medium roast, but um, it doesn't look like dark, dark. Oh, it does
2: smell good. I know I've had this coffee before, but I couldn't tell you how many years ago.
0: Yep, just like I remember. It's a little little toasty on the outside, a little robust on the inside.
2: It doesn't... Yeah, it's not
1: bad. I was like a little bit nervous. I did not look up their coffee roaster. It does smell
0: a little fishy, though. I don't know if it's... Like, why do I smell fish?
2: That's a very strange question. Smell this. I don't know, man. That's weird. <laughs> Smells fishy. I don't get fish.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Let's get this coffee brewing.
1: All right. This whole company is so fun. It's so great. Um, I guess nowadays, like, they've, like, done, like, this old school throwback. So, I guess there are some places in New York City, there are, like, little kiosks inside of other stores where you can go and get a date nut sandwich and a coffee. Hmm. I guess that's it.
0: Right now? Still? That's Yeah.
1: I was reading uh, somebody's, like, blog about it.
2: That's cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if 2022, if they've shut them down or not, but, I mean, recent history, they had, like, little kiosks.
2: Okay, so for the record, here is a picture of Jackie Robinson standing in front of the Chock Full of Nuts menu board. And it has lobster salad, 25 cents, and sliced ham and cheese, 25 cents. Oh, wow. So And the green pea soup is on this menu. Yeah. With ham, it even says. Oh, it does have ham. Okay. 20 cents for that. Okay. So the restaurants were not kosher, which is fine. Do you approve? I approve. <laughs> I don't believe in being kosher. I want all of the shellfish and ham. Yeah.
0: Who would want to give that up? It's pretty good.
2: But yeah. seriously, can I get lobster salad for 25 cents? What the fuck? Mm-hmm.
1: That is crazy. yeah' giving so
0: that away back the day.
2: I think
1: he came in like 1957.
2: So that's still pretty cheap for even for inflation, you know? Yeah. They, it looks 50s. Like the lady standing next to him looks very 50s.
0: Is she not standing too close to him? Is that why?
2: I just met her outfit. Oh, okay. (laughs) But she is standing on the other side of the menu board.
0: Uncomfortable. (laughs) So I'm smelling it. It Smells a little bit like a ashtray. I was
2: going to say,
1: I think it smells (laughs) a little bit like birthday cake coffee. Aw. Even though I ran this thing through the dishwasher oh hmm. it still i think has a little bit of that lingering birthday cake in the in the um basket and i
0: don't mean to say that like it like it's a bad thing like it smells like coffee that i would have gotten at a place that allowed smoking yeah it just brings me right back
2: well it makes sense that this would taste like diner coffee that's what it was originally intended to be right yeah so yeah he kept this what i found
1: interesting so he kept the five cent price as long as he possibly could And as time went by, it became harder to maintain that five cent price point. So he started watering down the coffee a little bit. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) And then eventually just gave up on that and started charging a little bit more. Just
2: charge seven or eight cents, dude. Don't water down the coffee. Right.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But I guess (laughs)
1: that was like kind of a common practice at all Mm. coffee shops. Like people didn't want to give up those Depression era prices. And so they had to like ease people into paying more, I guess. Mm.
0: Well, it was like that peter Schlumbaum episode where he was like <laughs> had of people license it and say you can only brew it this way you can't water it down. Oh, right. oh you're right mm. i wonder if we'll that take is. Your chemics back
1: you know that's kind of an interesting point i wonder if you know at the time we were like that's so weird why would he do that but now in this context it makes a little bit yeah. more sense yeah. yeah yeah i read that it was common practice for them to water down the coffee to continue charging five cents some of us are very anxious it is done Yay.
0: Right. Is there a smoking section in our house? I feel like we should light up. I
1: know. Well, you know what? He did not want you sitting there smoking your cigarettes. That's right. yeah. So That's right. do not smoke. Drink this coffee okay. in GTFO.
0: Yep. It smells like it's uh, intense.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you want to water it down a little?
0: Um, so first blush. This coffee reminds me a lot of that. Cafe Du Monde. Oh, coffee. okay, really? Yeah.
2: Hmm. Which was part robusta, not an arabica. Yeah. And this this is one hundred percent arabica, right?
0: Is that what it says, Jay? on the can? Is it arabica? It just
2: says one hundred percent pure coffee. Oh. oh, well, that explains it. That's a good
0: indication of it. Yeah. How much did that can cost?
2: Oh gosh, I bought it so $3. long ago.
1: I have yeah. no idea. I mean, if you are thinking like Depression Era and you are trying to make your coffee go fat longer, just farther, tastes like
0: some Depression Era coffee.
1: Mm. Hey, yeah, and
0: it, not that that not that it's a bad thing. It just you know tastes like starving. Tastes like st- savings.
1: <laughs> well, Did look, I... Chock Full of Nuts would like you to know that you deserve perfectly roasted coffee for not a ton of money. And people who do pay way too much, well, they simply deserve to be roasted.
0: Is that what it says?
1: Yeah, that's what they say.
0: Like kill people.
1: No, Marcus, like a comedy roast.
0: Oh, okay. okay.
1: <laughs> you really took it to a dark place. Yeah, I was like, what are
0: they talking about over there? If you like good coffee, you deserve uh, to die.
1: You guys, they also have they have like offenders. Your typical coffee offender lineup. Is modest coffee mentioned by name? That'd be cool. <laughs> well, I'd love to listen, get a shout out. Let's see if we fit in any of these categories. There's the sugar fiend. Mm. Mm, I don't really want coffee, I want dessert. The poser. I'll take my coffee with extra adjectives, please.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: The quote unquote helpless one. OMG, making my own coffee is so complicated. <laughs> the budget buster. I don't have money, but here's $8 for bean water. <laughs> that's funny and the last one obviously this guy just because and it's a guy with like a beard and like a hipster haircut
2: that looks just like marcus yeah
1: this guy looks a little bit more um iron and wine than marcus but
0: oh like he's yelling in the photo is that what your
1: no that's the band that was like plays oh that iron and scene. wine
0: okay i was singing iron bean
1: no mm.
0: okay. okay i did the mistake i Again. reversed i reversed okay. mistake okay who's that that other... means i'm even now right <laughs>
1: It, this guy looks much more lumineers mm. oh they he looks like what their music sounds like oh okay <laughs> perfectly clear vision now <laughs> anyways i have this is me like procrastinating
0: no get it it's still I, very
2: hot it very is very
1: hot you know what do you, does anybody want an ice cube for their coffee it will cool and water it down nobody, at the same time
0: nobody wants an ice cube i Never. do oh my god jenny
1: what? why are you <laughs> you're supposed to give
0: no, I'm I'm giving you a, a chock full of nuts burn. They call you the ice queen. It's a coffee drinker that puts ice in their coffee.
1: I'm going to add two. Hmm. All right, Elsa. Was that, a, was that supposed to be a roast? I'm sorry. Aww.
0: You know, maybe you should just let it go. Oh, my God. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> don't hold back anymore seriously
1: <laughs> um so yeah speaking of cafe du man this does kind of have that like sticks to the side a little bit have you guys noticed that like the coffee mm. kind of yeah sticks thick. to the
2: side of the cup it is a bold coffee yeah mm-hmm.
0: the more i drink it the more i'm like eh, it's not bad
1: i mean you to you
2: tell us that you used to drink this once yeah. upon a time
0: it's nutty chocolatey bitter
2: yeah it's a little bitter It's not bad. I can drink it. Wow. I think it'll be better with um, additives. Yeah. You know how New Yorkers are like
1: really in your face? (laughs) Like if you stare at them, that's what I feel like. I
2: feel like I just got, it it feels very New York. (laughs) Did you just get yelled at on the subway? I did. Because your backpack is too big or something? Because I was just looking at somebody. It's bold like a New Yorker. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's so black. I can like see my reflection in it. Are you seeing your soul? I'm... <laughs> All right. I'm going to add a little cream and sugar here. I'm going to go straight to whiskey. I'm going to go straight to whiskey, too. We've huh. learned, our, yeah. I mean, that... Well, it's been weeks since yeah. we've had whiskey and coffee. Right. We're overdue. Right. But we know that these, like, bold, bitter roasts do well with whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Would you explain to me what's going on here?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, these coffees... You know, we're hoping they're not bad, just black right out of the right out of the pot. But But sometimes... how often is You know, how often is a coffee a true unicorn? You know? <laughs> We've had a few. I can think of a couple. Um, sometimes to just get to the point where we can give it a not bad review, we want to add some cream, some Leading oat beverage, some sugar. We have whipped cream and whiskey for times when we think that's necessary. The big guns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we can usually end up in a place where we can give it a not bad review.
1: Yeah. yeah. We're here to find the good that's deep down inside every single coffee. And you know what? Just like people, sometimes we need a little help to find the good inside of us. <laughs>
2: sometimes it's like shoved down further. Yes. <laughs>
1: This is why therapy is such a big business these days. We're just giving these these cups of coffee a little, I don't know. little whiskey therapy. Yeah, there you go.
0: I gotta say, I love the way that the whiskey and the coffee smell together. Mm-hmm. Like I just aromatics of the two of them together? I feel like
1: I might need more sugar to get the full diner experience. Mm. I think it needs a little more sugar because I think like diner coffees to like get that true like Jedi's restaurant at 1 a.m. experience mm. need a lot of cream and a lot of sugar. Mm. What was your late night diner, stuff? Uh, Did you
2: have a late night diner that you'd go to you as like know- a... A late teen, young adult, or no. late teen, early adulthood. No, not like, not like in a super regular way. Mm. There was a Baker Square that we went to in high school. A bit uh, was those. it called Baker Square? What was it called before? It was that. Baker Square. I it think had it's a different a, name. Has, okay, this is this a
1: generation thing? Because I always been <laughs> Baker Square, even when I was a kid. Like my family would bring home a would bring a Baker Square pie to like Thanksgiving. Okay, that was a thing even when I was my childhood.
2: Okay, maybe I'm. I think it was called Baker Square when I was in high school, but I feel like in the in my early days it might have had a different name. I will look into that. Okay. But um,
0: Shoney's. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I have a vague recollection of Shoney's. We tended to do more late nights at people's houses, I think, than we did at diners. I had enough friends who had um, negligent parents who didn't really care what we were doing in the basement or whatever. Nice. And then, and I also, I guess, have never wanted to drink coffee late at night. That's never been a thing for me. I've been an old lady who reacts to caffeine from a very young age. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Like our diner, Jedis, Mm. anybody from the near western suburbs... Anybody who lived close to Harlem Avenue is probably familiar with Jedi's. And they were open 24 hours. They didn't care how old you were. And you could just sit there and smoke cigarettes and drink coffee all Mm. night long. And it was a huge hangout for delinquent kids Huge hangout for 12-step people that used to be delinquent kids.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Take a look at your future over at Booth 10. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I feel like this has been a really like diner experience. We're just like all enjoying talking about our coffee. So, you know, who is this coffee for?
1: Oh, a 100% like the 80-year-old New Yorker man Mm -hmm. who... Went to these back in like the 50s and loved it.
2: Yeah. I think this is like if you just want an affordable coffee in a reusable container. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's fine. It's fine with whiskey. It's fine.
0: Yeah. I feel like the whiskey tempers the the bitterness a little bit. I'm not like it's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. It's fine.
2: It's fine. The coffee's fine. The story was awesome and I loved it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. i
0: really
1: loved that story too it was really great it was really cool
0: yeah guys business practices are like stellar yeah. yeah top notch
1: i mean definitely something to aspire to as a business owner i think yeah like to be able to like serve your customers in an affordably way affordable way to be able to tr- take care of your employees and like an absolutely unheard of way mm-hmm. and still somehow like be a rich guy
2: on right. top of it 115 yeah. like, million dollar he business. took care of himself too right. so it's like it's possible it's totally possible uh people yeah just don't want to do it
1: and i think like i mean he was selling shares of his company so like people had shares. there were shareholders too on top of it mm. so it's like he figured it out yeah why can't anybody else you know what fuck them. <laughs> fuck those people who could do this, but aren't. Yeah. Makes me really upset.
0: Let's bring back pensions.
2: Yeah.
1: Could we just bring back, like, health insurance for the whole family? <laughs> I mean, like, nowadays, you can go get a health insurance, and they'll pay, like, part of it for you <laughs> but they're like if you have family members you're gonna have to figure it out and pay full price for Good them luck.
0: right mm-hmm. can we just bring
1: back like affordable health care i was when i was reading up on like the health insurance stuff i mean it was like you just like a doctor would just come to your house and see you and right. you just pay the doctor on the spot he'd be like that's 50
2: bucks please with whatever you had sometimes yeah like, do, you, do you want a puppy do you want some coffee yeah <laughs> would you like some chock full of nuts for, sir sir
1: <laughs> um, how about a really nice can yeah <laughs> yeah. i think this coffee um it definitely to me is a coffee that if you like a lot of cream and sugar mm. this is gonna be a good coffee for you for sure
0: yeah and if you like the rich bold flavor of death <laughs> then this is also a really great coffee for you
1: i think yeah i think this this coffee tastes a little bit like the depression but that's fine <laughs> because you know what it's affordable. And if I were in the depression, this is what I would go eat and drink.
0: It's like four steps up from dollar store coffee. Oh, oh yeah. By far.
1: Yep. By far. Yep. And I would be, I think it's, I would be really grateful to have this coffee, I think,
2: for five cents. Yeah. Or the equivalent of 77 cents for a cup. Oh, my gosh. I would, yeah. I'm excited for the sandwiches. And I, yes, I love this whole concept. This whole company's concept.
1: Um, so I guess, is that our episode?
0: I think that's our episode.
1: Awesome. Well, go ahead and like us and tell a friend about us. And we would love it if you could leave us a little review on your app, your your, uh, listening to podcasts app. That would make us feel really good. If everybody left us a good review to counteract
2: audrey's terrible review yeah t- l- tell us what you
1: like about steph's laugh <laughs> um that would be really awesome and then uh follow us on social media at no bad reviews pod send us an email at hello at no bad reviews and oh this is uh we're moving to two weeks Oh, this
2: is the last weekly episode that we have. Yeah, Yeah. we're going every other week. What are you guys going to do next Tuesday? Like, just listen to some other
1: podcast? I'm sorry, guys. You know what? The more people who subscribe on Patreon, eventually we could just do this full time. Yeah, we won't even. We won't even need modest coffee anymore. Right, we're gonna quit.
0: (laughs) I don't know what that would make. You know, that might make some other people upset, too.
1: God, we just can't fucking please everybody, Marcus. I can't help that. (laughs) Mm -mm. Anyways, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We love you. We love your support. You guys are great. I guess that's
2: it. Yeah, thanks, everybody.